Welcome to a very special episode of the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and we have three admissions committee members live at the College of Vet Med right now. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you get to see our conversation. And if you're listening at home or in the car, you'll know that we're not in the studio. We are in the academic building. So I'm going to go ahead and let our guests introduce themselves. They're going to tell you their name, their class year, what vet school they went to, and why they're on the admissions committee. Um, I'm Frances Carter, uh, class of 1984, University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine right here. Um, and I'm on the admissions committee because this is how you pay back for being admitted into this wonderful profession. Perfect. I'm uh, Alan Weldon. I graduated in 1986. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm on the admissions committee because I think it's a way of potentially changing the future of the profession. If we can nudge the battleship a little bit back here, 20 years from now, we'll end up with even more job satisfaction and happy people in the, the industry. Awesome. I'm Patty Gordon. I graduated with Francis Carter in 1984 from the University of Florida, and I'm on the admissions committee. And this is my second time on the admissions committee, and I feel like it's an incredibly rewarding experience, and. Again, what Dr. Weldon said and what Dr. Carter said, it's a way of us giving back and it's a way of making sure that our profession is a healthy profession to go forward and that we have the veterinarians out there that will continue to take excellent care of our pets and livestock and our wildlife. I'm really glad that these three admission, admissions committee members agreed to be with us today. And keep in mind, these are three individuals out of a group of about 80. So we're gonna talk about their specific preferences, what they're looking for in the application. All of the admissions committee members have been trained and go through quite a few trainings throughout the year. Um, but just remember that we're listening to three voices today and there are many more out there, so keep that in mind. But we're gonna go through the basic parts of the application what you're looking for, what stands out to you, and what you're not looking for. So let's first start with academics. What kinds of things are you looking for academically, whether it's courses they've taken, the amount of courses they've taken, and their grades? What do we think? Well, I think basically, uh, in general, you just want to see somebody that's going to be able to be a successful student when they're in vet school. Because if they're a successful student, they will be a successful pr practitioner. Okay. So, And that doesn't mean that you have to make all A's yeah. undergraduate. But you do have to show that you are able to compete and you're able to handle the workload. Agreed. There are limited, as you know, there are a limited number of spots in these uh in the universities that offer veterinary medicine. So it's coveted and we want to know that you'll be able to handle the academic rigors through the four years and we're not going to have to worry about you being one that's going to struggle and give up that spot for a failure where somebody else might have been able to pass it. So we want to know that, you know, you're academically strong enough. You know, I always say you can't spell chemistry without a C. So <laughs> that doesn't bother me, you yeah. know, as long as you can take a good number of classes, a high course load, and do academically well, that's enough for me. Yes, and I think when you're looking at the course load, we look and see what else did you take during that time. Yep. And so if you took one strong science and three not so strong sciences, mm -hmm. what's gonna happen when you're in veterinary school and all of all it is so strong science? Yes. So you have to be able to say in your in your academic profile I was able to handle strong sciences at the same time I had some other things because it's all strong sciences in veterinary school mm -hmm. and you're with the cream of the crop mm -hmm. you're not with 
the other people that are in the university or the college where you are. So it's a different standard. It's a higher standard. We need to make sure that you're able to handle that because there's no withdrawals. Right. You know, yeah, you're you not can't withdraw and say, oh, well, I'll try that again. Right. It's true. Right. You've got to continue to, to go through it. Okay, so it sounds to me like we are looking holistically at the student. What were they taking versus what were they doing? They don't have to have all A's, but we mm -mm, do need mm -mm. to be able to feel comfortable that you can handle all science courses in a fast amount of time. Um, so we wanna make sure of that. What would you tell the student that you see their packet and you see consistent C's or lower grades in the science courses? What do we tell them? Hmm. Um, well, you know, if, if, if this student was having to work a lot outside right, of school, right. so there were other things going on, so it'd be very important in their application to let us know that. Yes. Let us know, well, geez, I had to support myself while I went mm -hmm. to school, so, you know, I, this is what I was doing also. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just, you know, because I yeah. went to football games every Saturday. Right, and you know, we, we're okay seeing a C here and there, mm -hmm. right. but you've got to balance it, and then you've got to show improvement. Yes. yes. So if you continue to have C's and D's and you're just getting by with that, but you're getting an A in art history or mm. you're getting an A in literature, that's great because we do have to read and we have to be well-rounded. Sure. But you've got to show improvement. Like what did you do to improve your grades? Right. Did you get tutorial help? Yes. Did you did you go in group settings? You know, right. did you teach yourself how to study? Did you give up some of the free time? Because you're right. gonna have to give up free time. Right. Biggest question I get from students, how to help their GPA. Would you rather see them retake courses they've taken, take new upper level advanced science courses, get a master's degree, or some combination? If it's it, gotta if, be individual, it's gotta be a combination. Yeah. Yeah. If it was an important class, okay. like say one of the biological sciences, <clears throat> mm -hmm. whether it was micro mm -hmm. or anatomy or something like that, yeah. and you got a D in it, yes. then you need to retake that. Correct. You have to retake right. If you've gotten you know, like a C plus or something in it, then I'd be more concerned with you maybe uh, taking upper level classes yeah. and how you finish. Right. So exactly. they get harder as you go. Right. So the, the the more classes you take in the biological sciences later in your academic career, if you're doing really good in those, then we don't really look that much at the right. ones in the past. Okay. Right. Yeah. Perfect. So students, mm. you do not necessarily need to retake bio one, but you do need to continue to take upper level science courses and improve your right. grades as you go. If you were working full time, do we want to suggest to them to first let us know, but also maybe take one semester where they're not working so we can see what they can do? If they sometimes can. If they can. Sometimes they can. Sometimes, they can. Yeah. sometimes yeah. you can't. I worked all the way through. That's my, yeah. my I, undergraduate. I had I to pay too. my own way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was a lot of nights of working and studying too. Okay. You know, so sometimes you, know, you got to pay the bills. And right. Very individual. And your goal is to explain it in the explanation statement. And we've talked about the explanation statement a little bit and you feel it is valuable. Important. Yes. Yeah. So everyone, there's an explanation statement on the VEMCAS application. It allows you, it's totally optional, but it allows you to explain anything that doesn't make sense or you need to elaborate on. Um, so can we give some examples of some things that we'd want to hear about? Well, it just helps us know you better, what your personal situation is. Right. You know, we had a girl that had thyroid cancer, mm. so she had to go through emergency surgery or like an unexpected surgery during her winter um, classes yes. and so there was a withdrawal right right so that was a very good explanation it's personal information yeah. but it was it was not an excuse it was an explanation right of why she had to withdraw yes and then she right. ended up you know excelling and doing doing right. fine so so there are some things that are ex 
explanations, but we don't want excuses. Yes. Yes. Sometimes right. subpar yeah. performance can actually be a strength in a way of showing resiliency if you just mm -hmm. don't yeah. explain it yeah. and you've done subpar in a particular class or semester and you say, well, during that time I had mono, I had this going, I had a family member die, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, it's I came back okay. after mm -hmm. that. Stronger. And stronger, it's okay, we know that you can handle a crisis. That's what we're look, one of the things yeah. we're looking right. for. Yeah. You can handle yeah. a crisis and a setback mm -hmm. and still go on and do okay. Right. And if you don't use the explanation statement, there might not be another opportunity in that application right. to right. explain that particular circumstance. Mm -hmm. So if you don't use it, they have no way of knowing, and then right. they're going to potentially guess why the grades are like that. Maybe right. you weren't football games, right. maybe you weren't applying yourself, right. so use the explanation statement. Perfect. And a lot of the applications did not have that explanation statement. Number. Right, if something yeah. is optional, I would do it. Yes. So go ahead and take the opportunity yeah. to do it. Um, let's talk about how do you know, based on their pre-vet experiences in clinics, that they are ready to come to vet school. What are we looking for pre-vet wise? Mm. I think mm. being employed mm -hmm. says a lot. Yes. Okay. Because Absolutely. volunteers are, there's two different types of volunteers. There's a wall hugger volunteer where they yeah. just stand back and they watch surgery because surgery is the fun part. Sure. And then there's volunteers that jump in and they help do this and they help do this yeah. and they learn while they're doing it. And then you have the employed person that you know has to perform, right. they know how stressful it is, they're there during um, all holidays, they know that veterinary medicine doesn't stop because it's a holiday, yeah. that the weekends are, there's animals still alive, right. they mm -hmm. still have to be cared for on the Seven weekends, week. it's not a nine to five thing, so that gives us a better idea that you understand what the profession right. is, the clients are happy sometimes, they're sad, Sometimes they're angry, and it gives you an overall perspective right. of that. And it shows a lot of teamwork, because to be able to work in a right. team, and you're a volunteer, you're kind of on your own. Right. If you're an, a employee, you're in a team, right. and it shows a lot of that. Right. You can start <laughs> off shadowing mm -hmm. or volunteering if that's what the animal hospital We all started does. cleaning cages. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody starts there, because you yeah. learn about animal husbandry doing yes. that, and that's very important. But at some point, you know, if you've spent two years shadowing at the same practice, to me that sets off alarms. Yes. Why were you never offered a paying job? Agreed. Right. Yep. You, you know, part-time mm -hmm. paying jobs, mm -hmm. employee. There's a there's a reason. If yeah. you were mm -hmm. never offered that, yes. then perhaps if you maybe you were offered that and you turned it down. The explanation statement yeah. is where you tell us that. Correct. Exactly. Why did exactly. you never have a paying job? Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is a perfect reason why you should use the explanation statement. And I had a young woman that didn't get in mm -hmm. um, that I interviewed, and she came to volunteer at my practice. Mm. I had nothing to do with her eventually getting in. But she was such a good volunteer that I begged her to work for me. Right. I said, you're, yeah. you're oh, absolutely, that's you're typical. so valuable. That happen, I yes. really, and she didn't need to because she didn't need to. But I said, you need to work for right. please. Right. Yeah. And she did. And she's, you know, she's an excellent excellent veterinarian now yes. and it's not, had nothing to do with that but sure she was such a good volunteer right. so so those really good volunteers get begged right and let's say the pra and so I have students say well the practice had no positions open yeah. well then if you've been there for two years you probably should have left to go to another exactly. practice yeah. to exactly. get an opportunity yeah. and, and positions the are so up different all the time yeah. they do and open up and practices are so different yes. but if you've only got one practice in your in your wheelhouse You'll not know that there's other ways to practice. Yep. There's other ways of doing things. Yes. 
And so you don't ever, I mean, we're all in the same mold because yeah. we all went to the University of Florida, but the variety mm -hmm. is out there for you to get experience in other ways of right. doing things, exactly. mobile practices, yeah. mixed animal practices, and a couple of different small animal practices. Right. Exactly. And the other thing about being an employed technician versus volunteers, volunteers don't get to do as many technical skills. Yes. So right. this, that's the time where you learn a lot of your Perfect. technical skills, Excellent. putting in catheters, drawing mm -hmm. blood, yeah. those sort of things, because they're going to teach you how to be a veterinarian here. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the technical skills, if you can learn a lot of those yes. and are very comfortable with those before right. you get into vet school, when you go through on. the clinical skills courses, so you're familiar you. with it and you can spend your time learning other things right. instead right. of having to worry about the first time you put in a catheter, right. the right. first time you exactly. put in a self-help people right. revive system or something right. yeah. you've already done it You'll, it's kind of like your basic science classes if you only take basic science that's as far as you can go but if you take upper levels you get to think better you right. get to think deeper right. same thing with vet med if you're only volunteering you only get to go so far but if you get paid you get to do so much more so it's not required but it's highly, highly recommended and the variety of pre-vet experience for sure yes so now we're talking about variety, we're talking about skills. Let's talk about what extracurricular activities are they important to you? What do we think about them? What do we like to see? Tell Here's me something about the person. Mm -hmm. What yeah. do you do? Yeah. I don't, you know, you study, you read books, yada yada, but I want to know other aspects of what you are, who you are, what other things interest you, are you well rounded? Right. You know, when's the last time you read a book other than a science book? Yeah. Right. You know? It's true. Right. So and I think I think Community involvement and community mm -hmm. awareness mm. and education yeah. is so critical to being a good veterinarian because you've got to educate people, yeah. right. but you've got to know where they come from. Right. You've got to be able to give of yourself. And I think those students that have um, volunteered for um, you know, fun runs or volunteered yeah. in nursing homes mm -hmm. or have done pet therapy or have done some other things and the extracurricular activities to be healthy right. you know if you've been mm -hmm. a member of a club were you in a leadership role in the club or yeah. were you just a member right so it takes a lot more to be like a secretary or treasurer or the president of a club so let's see how you can balance those things right. because veterinary medicine isn't just one thing mm -hmm. it encompasses a whole bunch of other things so you deal with people and animals and all different aspects of right social life and economics and things right. like that. So right. it's important to me to see community outreach right. and right. volunteer opportunities and make sure that you're involved in the clubs. Right. If you didn't have a pre-vet club where you went to school, start one. Yes. You know, that, I mean, I've seen that on several applications. Yep. I'm like, you go. Yes. Right. Because right. then you're a leader. Yeah, you right. saw a need and you filled it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I hate to point this out, but by joining other clubs and organizations outside of vet med, you might meet a veterinarian who mm -hmm. then you can go work for. Exactly. So by getting exactly. involved right. in the community, you network have a bigger, community. yeah, you have a bigger network. Yes. So we like to see research. Mm -hmm. We like to see sports. We like to mm -hmm. see community and everything. Yeah. Anything you can think of. If you don't put that on the application, but it's mm -hmm. something you spent your time doing, it makes you more well-rounded and it helps explain your time management skills. Right. Mm -hmm. It might help explain yeah. the grades as well if you were super involved in right. Relay for Life or Dance Marathon or something like yeah. that. I was so disappointed to look at a lot of those and have those blank. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah I was so disappointed to have a blank because this is where you shine mm -hmm. and you should be able to put that out right. there. Now, some of the things on there were like, I don't, you know, in middle school, doesn't really matter, but but don't Thank put you. that don't put middle school. Yeah. But But the other things that you've done, mm -hmm. right, but if it was like one hour, one week, don't right. don't bother. But yeah. but the things that you've been committed to for a while, you can tell you've got an interest right. in it. I was very disappointed to see that 
uh, blank. And the students that had these great grades but didn't put in there that they were on the dean's list or the right. president's list or exactly. got awards. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, why didn't you put that they in there? Left yeah. blank. They left it blank. Yeah. And there, there was no limit on how many you could put in there. Right. So, yeah. right. And, and for those, help yourself. I'd say don't do these things just to check a box. Just either. Help yourself. Yeah. I volunteered right, 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 one right. hour a week for yeah. four weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. I want to know that you get you're, involved. Get right. into it. Something you're passionate right. about too. There's so many volunteer organizations. Don't just pick one. Pick one that you're excited about. Right. You'll like it more, and exactly. you'll do it. And for those of you who are watching this video, you know if Dr. Gordon is speaking and the rest of us are nodding our heads, that means we're agreeing. Mm. Yes. So remember that everybody in this room is currently on the same page, yes. which I encourage you to. Embrace these this advice. We've spent so many years with the difficulty of getting into vet school being academically driven to yeah. where we've gotten oh this gosh. very monolithic kind of group. And now we're trying to bust that apart. Yeah. And we want to see all of it. Yeah. We want to know who you are, what kind of person you are, because you're becoming colleagues and members of this profession. And we can't just be a no. straight A student. Right. It's right. a lot, so much more. The than diversity that. of thought, activities, yeah. and you all right. interview students. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong, but you don't just talk to them about how many catheters they put in. No, no we don't you, care about that part. Right. How many A's you made could care right. less. At that yeah, point, yeah. they ask you, oh, I see that you did archery. Tell me about archery. Oh, you studied abroad in New Zealand. Tell me about that. Mm -hmm. So you need to come prepared to not only put things on paper, but chat too. You just mentioned something that um, you talked about studying mm -hmm. abroad. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, we're seeing, I'm seeing a lot of it the past couple of years yeah. on the applications. I almost feel like these students feel like they have to go study right. abroad. And that is not necessarily a plus in my no. book right. that you went as a matter of fact if you did that instead of doing some of the other stuff we talked about yes. you should be looking at your time management better Agreed. because um, you know spending a week in Australia shadowing somebody in the right back. There's one, I'll even actually give them a negative yeah. if they've done these overseas quasi-veterinary student trips. Exactly. You, it's a vacation you pay a lot of money a for. A lot of money To for. go and shadow a veterinarian in Africa exactly. and yeah. then go on safari. I, said, I That just... Yeah. It's just, almost a turn-off. It is yeah. a real turn-off yeah. for me. So, since we're passionate about I'd love to chat about this, and I'm going to give my, my speech that I give students. Study abroad no longer sets you apart. Right. Everybody's doing it. And we know how much it costs. Yes. So if you have the funds to do it, it's wonderful, but you could be putting time and money into other things in right. the States. Um, if you go and study abroad for two weeks, it's breaking up your summer when you could have been a full-time employee at a clinic. So I think if it's something you would regret not doing when you graduate, I think you should do it for your mm -hmm. own personal well-being. Right but it's not what's gonna set you apart in the application. If it's right. a study abroad and you're going to study art in Rome or in Paris. For, for a few months. That's a different thing. Correct. Yes. But otherwise you're describing your vacation to me and right. I really don't care. Right, right. right. So the, <laughs> we're jealous. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, that's right. exactly. So keep those things in mind, those nuances that studying abroad, especially the vet ones, you wanna be really careful about that. Um, there's some specific circumstances where I could see it maybe work out. Feel free right. to call my office Sometimes. and I'll chat with you about yeah. it. Yeah. But that's something to think about. Okay, right. wonderful. So those are extracurricular activities, things to make them more well-rounded. Letters of recommendation. What do we like? What worries us? Yeah. Oh, a one paragraph, three sentences. Yeah, this person worked for me. I recommend them. That's not, that doesn't cut it. What, so for the students, you don't have any control over what your recommenders write, so you need to encourage them to write more. Provide whoever's writing your recommendation, even if you've worked for them, mm -hmm. still provide them with a CV yes. that kind of outlines the stuff you've done mm -hmm. because 
you know, a lot of times as a practitioner who's had a lot of students work for her, you know, you know them at the clinic, but we don't always know everything right. that you're doing mm -hmm. outside. Mm -hmm. So so give us this information so that when we write our letters of recommendation, we can make it a nice letter of recommendation. And what I've always required of anybody that I write a recommendation letter for is that we go have dinner or lunch. Oh, that love we it. talk Perfect. about yes. them and what their goals are I and what they've done, done yes. and things like that. Yeah. And it's just, and I pay for it. That's great. Um, but I really want to know. Good I've seen you. them at work. I've seen them through a whole bunch of things. But there's some stuff I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to, and I said, bring your, bring your grades. Yeah. Bring your grades. Bring yeah. your transcript. Yeah. Let me go through this with you, and let me let me let's talk about this. Yes. And let's right. let's pretend that you know that right. I'm the interviewer mm -hmm. and I'm I'm reviewing your stuff. Let's get you ready, mm -hmm. and then I can go back and right. and explain some stuff for you because I know what happened. Right. Yeah. And I can and put some real knowledge in there. Yes. And I'm not going to check off everything in the excellent because that's right. A, that's, that's not great that's either. That's not good either. Because not everybody's excellent in every category, no. right? So you have to, and we expect to see that. But if you have a professor, your yeah. English professor, yes, and they click off that your ability to handle animals oh, is excellent, yeah, they, right. right? They haven't really taken time to look or, or at if that you letter. Have a veterinarian that's writing you a recommendation, and they say the reason for becoming a veterinarian, I don't know. Right. Well, that's yeah. a big, that's red, a big flag. red flag. Yeah. That's a big red flag for me yeah. because they should know why you want you to be a veterinarian. Know. And they should yeah. have asked you right. as the yeah. veterinarian that they're working Before for. Before writing the letter. Right. How do you like yeah. veterinary right. medicine? Would you do it again? Would right. you, you know, how can you like yeah, it? What exactly. You take? That yeah. kind of stuff because they need to know why we did it. Right. Correct. And they'll have to figure out why they want to do it yes. because right. a lot of people go, well, maybe that's not for me. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of students need to know whether it's for them or not. And if they don't get that information, then I think it's, yeah. uh, right. you know, I like them to tell me something about the person. Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, I, right. you, a lot of times professors will write recommendation letters and said this student made an A plus in my yeah. classes in the top 2% oh, of the class. Right. That's what they, and, yeah. and I, don't care. Right. Um, I see that in your transcripts. Yeah. So it doesn't tell me anything about the person. No. Right. So if, if they say, okay, well, they made the A plus in my class, but I know that they were involved in a car accident. Sure. They had their apartment broken into something. They were in my the, office hours. They were sick oh, yeah. for a, yeah. missed a week class and still came back right. to see me. Yeah. And I said, okay, there's a little yeah. resilience. Or there. they took their time to help other students. Oh, that's, right. a, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. They were so, they got their work done, so then they spent their time helping sure. other students. Yeah. Right. right. That's what Didn't we all did. Yeah. We're, we're looking for yeah. character, mm -hmm. we're looking yes. for resiliency, yes. we're looking teamwork. for teamwork, yeah. leadership, teamwork. compassion, right. empathy, yeah. those things, and then use specific examples. Yeah. yeah, good people. Good right, people. right. Yeah. So here's what you're gonna do, students. You're going to first identify a professional who you look up to, a mentor. Can I interrupt you? Please. Yes. Don't ask them if they can write your recommendation. Ask them if they can write you a good recommendation. Thank yes. you. There a, you go. Do they feel comfortable mm -hmm. writing you a strong letter of recommendation for vet school? And then if they invite you out to dinner, that is a plus. But you could also say, can I take you? You tell them. Can I take you out for coffee and we discuss it? So then you can have a nice sit down, bring everything with you, send them potentially even a mock letter would be an opportunity I've too. I've looked at people's essays before and I've mm -hmm. helped them with their grammar mm -hmm. and things the like time. that. Definitely have, have people help essays. you with your mm -hmm. essays. I've read essays that I'm like, did this person reread it? Yes. Right. Sleep on it at least one night, yeah, read it again the next right. day, mm -hmm. and have somebody else read it. Well, let's Absolutely. dive into essays now that we've talked about how to get a good letter of rec, what we're looking for in your yes. letter, character, actual quantity of the letter, do they know you, but for the essays. Right. So we've said, read it, have others read it, sleep on it, 
but what do we love to see and what do we not love to see in the essays? No pre-canned essay. Okay. Exactly. If it came off the internet, it's going to be like everybody else's right. and yeah. it shows. And it's plagiarism, know. so don't. And, you, yeah. <laughs> and it's an instant turnoff. Right. And don't describe to us what some of these things are because we already know what those yes. things are. So read the question carefully. Right. There's one question in there that asks for you to take a side on a subject. Right. And then it asks you whether it's positive or negative, right. whatever side you pick, that's mm -hmm. fine. Sure. But it asks you for a strategy. Yeah. Right. And I would say that 99.5% of students did not give me a strategy. They miss, read they miss the, question. Part of the question. Yes. yes. Right. And or so TFT. I was like, I don't even want to read these anymore yes. because there's no strategy. Right. So y'all didn't read the question. Right. Well, you've got to be thorough and you've got to reread stuff. If you pull the wrong drug off the shelf and you yeah. haven't read the label, exactly. and you haven't read the label several times yeah. mm -hmm. before you pull it up, oh, that's, that's wrong. Right. So if you're not reading the question to make sure it's complete right. and the mm -hmm. right thing, mm -hmm. right. you're going to make a mistake. Sure with a drug someday or yeah. with something else. Yeah. You'll pull out the wrong vaccine, you'll pull out the wrong strength of the drug, you won't read the label, Right. it won't look at yeah. the expiration date, you know, those kind of things. The answer the question. Yeah, yes. the purpose of the exercise is not to have you answer the question correctly. No. It's to be able to take a topic yeah, and explain it mm -hmm. and ex and explain the opposite view yeah. as well. Yeah. And why you think this is supported by these facts or others, right. not to try and figure out what the reviewer is going to think or yes. how they're right. going to feel right. or what the right answer is right. because there's not one. Right. It's mm -hmm. just the exercise be is to be able to mm -hmm. yep. explain it and defend right. it and explain the other side. And most of us are parents, so we know when you're not honest. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we're not being generic, so nothing can, nothing yeah. that we found online. We're being ourselves. We're having details about ourselves. We're getting to know the, the admissions committee is getting to know you. Have somebody proofread it. Have yeah. somebody proofread it. No errors. When we're answering questions, we're not trying to find the right answer. We're trying right. to answer the question, right. be succinct, but be detailed. Anything else about the essays that you'd like uh, to touch on? I am on? grammatically challenged. Okay. And when I read it and I can pick up on a grammatical error, right. it's bad. Uh -oh. yeah. And it's a serious yeah. turn. And make sure you spell veterinarian right. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We think we wouldn't have to say that, but there yeah. are some, I've had a lot of spelling errors where it's like, that should not be a thing. Yeah. So right. essays. But don't need to be scary. They're an opportunity for these folks to really right. get to know you. So make it count. Because you have to write essays in practice. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's online now. It's a lot of paperless. But yeah. you still have to write an essay, a case report, or right. um, a visit report. You still have to be able to right. write those things down and critically evaluate information, put it all together as to what you think's wrong, mm -hmm. and then have a plan. So that's what those essays are for. Right. right. You know? That's good to, for them to know. We're being right. transparent. You need to do this later. Yes. Okay. We've come to the end of the application. Mm -hmm. What are our final thoughts and advice? What do they need to hear from the admissions committee to help them through the application, through the interview for veterinary medicine? What do we got? No. So one other thing I like to see on the application is have you ever worked a 40-hour work week mm -hmm. or a 50 hour or 60 hour work yes, week yeah. because that's going to happen and you know if you are not prepared for that you know yeah you've studied yeah you've gone through clinics you've had long days but there's something about having to work that and show up every morning early Absolutely. leave late right you know yeah. that yeah. sort of thing has that happened to you before yes. um, and then animals don't know holidays it's right. because and because there's no time clock right. for that. So you've got to know that you'll have to be available on holidays right. and, and when things are happening. Yes. Sometimes I had to give up watching one of my kids play sports yeah. because I had somebody come in at the last mm -hmm. minute right. and I'm going to take care of their animal, make sure it's okay. Yeah. And I'm going to have to apologize because I wasn't yeah. there for their 
you know, their game, but right. that's kind of the way veterinary medicine is. Right. And so if you've never done that, we don't want it to be a culture shock for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you have to show us, and we don't care if it was a veterinary clinic that you did that, at, mm -hmm. or a waitress, or, you know, a Maybe. janitorial. Yeah security guard, something show, like that. Show, you show, show that you how, know to, how work. to work hard. Exactly. Because it's a hardworking profession. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very hardworking. And speaking of hardworking, thank you three for being here <laughs> on your right. casual Friday that we're having today. Um, we appreciate the advice and we hope that you guys, I know you learned a lot, but we want you to take the advice and run with it. Um, do what you can do. Make sure that you're keeping your wellness in check, but get those things done because we are looking at a thousand applicants and we want to make sure that you are prepared and ready to go. Um, so there's 120 spots. Yes. 120 yes. spots for over a thousand over, applicants. Yeah. And it's yes. a great profession. I do it yeah. all over again. Yeah, yeah. we too. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. And you guys will be saying that. Some of you will be sitting here in a few years to have this same chat with yep. me when you're on the admissions committee. Well, I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Good luck. Bye.